Hey, y'all. You are listening to Situationships, the podcast where black millennials from across the relationship spectrum, from singledom to divorced, share their personal stories to uncover hard-learned lessons of love. I'm your host, Randy. This is Randy. So this is episode one of season two of Situationships. I know it's been a minute, and if you haven't heard me beg for forgiveness for this extended hiatus, go back and listen to the season two trailer. If you have listened, you know that I'm pulling up some old interviews I did in 2018 for the podcast for season two. So this particular episode is an old interview I did back in April of 2018. And on the episode, Malcolm shares with us his experience dating as a single dad. And he shares a story um, from the first time he introduced a woman he was dating to his son. And it was actually really interesting to listen back to the interview. And despite a few areas of growth that I noticed in myself since we recorded this interview, most of the opinions that I shared, I actually still believe. We get a little deep during the conversation and talk about open communication and relationships, deciding on whether to have kids and how long-term marriages last. I hope y'all enjoy the episode. What's up, bro? What's going on, Randy? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Good. So, Malcolm, I hear you have a story to share. I do. So let's, real quick, let's preface this. Um, Malcolm's a single dad of a, how old? Uh, five. Five-year-old boy. So he's going to give us a little bit about what that's like. So go ahead. So um, I guess the story relates to just kind of like the interaction of, you know, introducing someone I'm seeing to, to my son. Mm-hmm. And so I was dating this woman for... Um, for a while, you, we, you know, met in the summer a few years back and, um, we were dating for maybe, I'd say three or four months before I, uh, finally introduced her to my son. Had she known about him? Yeah. I'm, I'm off the rip, you know, telling, telling women that I, you know, I have a son of my yeah. dad, you know, kind of helps, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Um. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so yeah, so we were dating for maybe three or four months before, you know, I introduced her to my son and it was really, I tried to kind of make it as informal as possible. Uh, so he was, you know, waking up from a nap and we were just kind of hanging out downstairs and he, you know, comes down and, you know, like, Hey, here you go. Mm -hmm. So, and it was cool, I think for the most part. Um, and so we didn't really kind of hang out as like a, you know, know, as a threesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know. A little bit, a little bit later, kind of later into, you know, this is probably summer, probably in the fall. So we hung out. We, you know, we went, we went to the zoo, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and one of the challenging things for me is that, you know, my, you know, parental arrangement, my co-parenting arrangement at the time was one where, you know, I would have my son every other weekend. So I had tons of free time to, you know, to date, to kind of just live my own life, you know, independent of kind of being a dad. And so daddy duty was just kind of like an every other weekend sort of thing. So I fell into this habit of just essentially kind of having two hats. So, you know, you just have, you know, Malcolm, who's just kind of out here, you know, 30 something, just kind of living life. And then, you know, weekends on daddy duty, you're just straight, you know, 
everything directed towards him and just kind of, you know, making sure, you know, he's taken care of. And that really kind of became my focus for those, you know, 48, 72 hours or whatever of the week. And so, you know, when we had an actual outing, it was kind of like worlds colliding and I didn't know how to handle it very well, I don't think. Um, And so, you know, I, I, I think I was a little bit withdrawn throughout the whole. So we went to this, you know, we went to like the zoo or something like that and then we get something to eat. And it was um, it was a weird situation because, you know, my kid, is, he's having he, he's oblivious. He doesn't know what's going on. But I'm like withdrawn with uh, the girl I'm seeing. And so uh, I think, you know, she became really, really aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I think on top of that, uh, I think it from from my perspective, she, you know, kind of came to a realization that, you know, maybe this is not kind of you know, what I, I ain't about that stepmom life, I think. So, so when you say with John, like, do you mean at the zoo or afterwards or both? Um, I think in that particular, during like that day, yeah, it was like, I just kind of wasn't there because I was just really, I was really a, a, like a, just a bit, uh, just kind of overwhelmed, I guess, mm-hmm. in terms of kind of like how to kind of be both of these people at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, just kind of single independent Malcolm versus kind of dad Malcolm. Um, so it was, it was, I think it was in that particular moment where I was like, oh man, I, I really just don't know how to be really what in this is, particular moment. What do you, what is withdrawn, I guess, look like to you or did it um, look like? I think I was, I was super quiet. I didn't really say much, mm-hmm. you know, I was redirecting, you know, my son really mm-hmm. kind of when he was, you know, kind of getting too far ahead, you know, and, you know, climbing into the lion's cage and stuff like that. Yes. So, <laughs> um, but I think it was really just kind of, I was just quiet reserved yeah, really yeah. just kind of like not myself generally yeah, so yeah um and I was I think I don't think I was aware of it, of it in the t- at the time but in hindsight it was just like man you were just like you were tripping that day yeah um and I think so that combined with I think you know the, the girl I was seeing she was just kind of like you know I don't think this is kind of for me you know kind of subsequent to that I think you know things just kind of devolved in our relationship and you know I would say maybe like so maybe like month and a half, two months later, it was just kind of that was it. It was oh, over. Really? Yeah. So so it was like you have a son. Okay, I think I can get with that. And then it's like I meet the son. Oh wait, I don't know if I like this. Or, and and I guess I don't want to put words in in her mouth, but maybe it seems more like you're a different person when you're with your son as opposed to. I don't like your son being around. Or. I think it's probably that. And I think I am probably yeah. I'm, I'm certainly a different person when I'm, you know, you know, on dad duty is what mm-hmm. I call it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very rigid, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know nonsense. I think I'm raising him. Like I, I'm turning into my mother is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, it's really different and it's really kind of hard. And I still struggle with this, like trying to kind of like, uh, toggle between you know kind of being just like regular person and being a parent and you know I guess I'm still learning how to do that but I think that was the first like real instance where I really really like somebody and I just it just really just was kind of like it was almost like a train wreck really just kind of yeah. like the way the two worlds collided I think yeah. so so I mean do you do you feel like you have some ideas about how to combat that like for yourself personally 
Um, like, cause I, I can see, I mean, that makes sense. Like when you, when you kind of divide yourself, you know, into two separate people, I think like we all have ways we do that in different aspects of our lives. Like you're one person with this group of friends and you're another person with another group of friends. And, and I know like I've been in situations where those two friend groups meet and your one friend group is like, yeah, this is the Randy I know. And then the other friends is like, who is this girl being all like loud or being all quiet or whatever it is. <laughs> right, like right. you don't talk like that when you're around us normally. Right. Um, and I think that's really, really, really common. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I never thought about it as terms of like parenthood. Um, and so like, do you think there are ways you can, be it yourself with your like bring that trueness of yourself out when you have your son and i think that that's something that i mean i don't really know you know i'm a single parent you know I, i'd imagine that like even parents that are kind of in more traditional kind of setups struggle with the same thing so mm-hmm. like when they go yeah. out and have like a girl's that's night true. or whatever type of deal they don't know how to turn off from being yeah. from being a mom or being yeah. a dad and you know to be honest, I don't know if I've figured out a way to kind of cope with it. I think it just comes with time and experience, I think, uh, really, as, as time has uh, progressed for me. You know, I've been dating more or less since he was born. And I think, you know, I, I think it's just like a normal struggle, one, to try and kind of like stri- still try to be like a regular person in addition to being a parent. And I think, uh, you know, the way it kind of... Uh, you cope with it or kind of gain some sort of comfort with it. It's just allowing time to progress and you kind of fall into a, a, you know, a habit of parenting and then that sort of kind of more or less becomes your identity, I yeah. think. And then you just kind of become that identity and kind yeah. of get comfortable with kind of everything else outside of that. So yeah. that's really deep. Cause like I'm not a parent. Um, most of my friends actually aren't parents. Um, and I think that I see. So I think I don't think parenthood is something that I'm like intimately familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess I never thought about because you hear like you'll watch a movie or you just hear people talk about like I'm a mom and that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And like you hear that. But I guess hearing this example, like kind of really puts like, a you know, a clear idea of what that might look like in practice and like in, in real life. And. I guess, I mean, I still, it's funny, I was talking about um, this with my friend yesterday. I'm still not sure whether or not I want kids. That's something that... Don't. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what it's leaning towards. Um, but, you know, if that were to ever happen, like, that's something I feel like I would want to think about prior. Like, I can start thinking about now, like, what would parenthood look like to me? Like, yeah. what would what I look like as a parent? Like, yeah. like, what is the kind of relationship I want to have? Like, how much of my life do I want to make my child? Someone actually said something. This uh, white girl I work with. Um, <laughs> she said um, her dad is European. And she was like, in Europe, it, you know, their style of parenting tends to be more like our relationship is number one and our kids are just kind of here like mm-hmm. you know you're important and we love you and support you but you're not number one all of the time right. um there are times when my wife or my husband and our relationship is priority over you right um and i think that's actually a really healthy balance because you your kids while i understand and again i'm not a parent so parents are probably gonna be like bitch you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> but like I can understand wanting to give your kids your world. Like, that's your offering. That's natural. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to want to give them your all. But I think at the same time, like, keeping in perspective that... It can't come at the cost of, like, what you're 
doing and having. Right, like you're still a person. Right, Like you still have to live your life. Like, and you still have to be in, and your happiness really dictates how well you can parent. I feel like if you're like going through whatever because you can't feel like your full self, that likely will influence how you choose to parent. I think fortunate for me, I think, you know, my son's mother and I have that balance. So, you know, my son's mom is like just like mom of the year candidate, you know, you know, from since 2012 and running, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not, I think the things that I excel in from a parenting perspective is that like, I can lay down all the logistics planning, kind of making sure, you know, schedules are tight and all that sort of stuff. But you know, anything else, you know, I'm, you know, that's not my strong suit. And I think that parenting, you know, in traditional, uh, you know, parenting arrangements and in, you know, in, in non-traditional parenting arrangements, just comes down to identifying, you know, what your strengths are and kind of like, just kind of, you know, being and kind of playing to them. And, yeah. You know, but if you got two people that got the same strengths, then your kids <laughs> going to be fucked up probably. Right. So, um, but yeah, I think that that's for me, it's like, you know, I'm still, you know, living this bachelor life still very much so, you know, but you know, I'm a dad, you know, and what's your arrangement like now? Cause you said, it's cause I, I mean, I remember yeah, yeah. it used to be like, like you said every other weekend, what's it like now? Yeah. So now, you know, you know, mom and I live in the same city. So, you know, I keep half the time, half the week. So, you know, it's 50% of the time for me. So now like my free time is like, like down to, I don't want to say down to zero, but it's like, it's It's a dramatic difference between kind of how it was, you know, you know, from the time he was born or probably like, you know, from the time he was born until now. So it really kind of, uh, that really kind of makes dating a challenge, I'll say. Um, and you know, kind of having, a relationship with uh, someone, you know, it makes it a challenge because I'm still struggling with the idea of like these worlds colliding, you know, and now that the one world, the one hat, the daddy hat is kind of, you know, I have to wear it more often. It just like makes it, I was just going to say, yeah, Yeah. that much more difficult, I think. So damn, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds uh, challenging um, in the least asshole way. I'm glad it's not me. Um, no, I mean, no, that's not like asshole, whatever. Just strap um, it up. All right. That's all. That's all. <laughs> no, shit. Like I'm telling you, like people don't understand. Like, I don't know. It is not about me, but the way my life is set up right now, like, no, thank you. Um, I'm just selfish. Like, and I'm not ready to be done being selfish. I think that's my biggest thing. I'm not ready to be done being selfish. And I don't know if I'll ever be done. Like that's who I am. Like I've always been a brat, mm-hmm. but you know, you love me anyway. Like, yeah, I don't know. You're all right. So, do you think that someone, do you think that two people going into a, a dating situation with each other, do you think both parts need to be, need to know what they want as far as kids? Like, do you think that needs to be like an established, like, this is, I've decided, I want kids. I've decided I don't want kids. And that needs to be something that is like known going in. And so that both parties are under like under the same understanding. Um, Or, or yeah, like what? Like, cause I, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts after you go. So (laughs) that's a really good question. I think, um, I think that, I, I think that you, it's, it's important to kind of articulate what your wants are in that respect at the outset. And, but it all comes down to practice, right? So if you're willing to, I mean, okay, so you lay out your expectations. And if those 
expectations diverge, I mean, I you, you have to kind of weight it. You know, you just have to determine what the weight of you know I want kids is it's your life in, in right. your in your in your yeah in your life and your relationship. Right. So like you know, I don't think I want any more kids. I'm pretty sure I don't want any more kids. You know, and you know I'm you know I'm still dating and you know I'm still dating a lot of single women who don't have kids and some of them many of them still want kids they still want you know want to mm-hmm. check all those boxes mm-hmm. and everything like that and sometimes I struggle with you know whether I'm willing to kind of go in that direction or not and I think for me I've, I, I think I've made it up in my mind that you know the person that I'm with that you know I'm ultimately going to end up with I have to really kind of be totally committed totally head over hills and then you know if you, if you want that 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 second baby, I, I got you. So it's funny because I've I've always said I've always said kind of something similar. He's like, for a long time I was on the edge or like teetering back and forth. Like eh. I think it was more like, yeah, I'll have two kids or one kid or whatever because that's just what you do. Like that's right. what society and life and reproduction tells you to do. And then I'll be like, but like I don't really like kids that much. Uh, but then I always, you know, I would always remind myself, well, you know, people don't like kids. They tend to like their own kids still. So, mm-hmm. like, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm amazing. So my kids will probably be just as amazing. You know, I love them. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, you know, and it's actually funny because as, there was a period when as I was getting older, I was like, you know, see that little baby on the bus. I'd be like, ooh, that's cute. I, I, want, one. I want one. <laughs> um, but now, and I also think, again, it's about seasons and where people are in their life. Like right now, just the way my life is set up, I just have so many goals that a kid <laughs> would really disrupt, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, and like I said, I'm not ready to be done being selfish. Um, and the way that I would envision myself as a parent, I wouldn't, be allowed I wouldn't allow myself to be as selfish as I still would like to be right um and so anywho I guess what I'm saying is like I I've always said that if my my husband will need to want kids so so hold up can I ask you a question I'm gonna flip the script on here so so you you said that you are like still selfish and you you have a whole lot of goals you you know you still want you have things that you want to accomplish before you you know go into that chapter so I guess that assumes, or I guess it's what I'm hearing is that like you feel like a kid would be prohibitive, but I'm wondering the extent to which if you found a partner who was as supportive of your goals as you are um, uh, keen on achieving them, right? Mm -hmm. So if you you had a partner who was like, you know what, babe, you know, I want you to do exactly what you want and, you know, don't worry about all this. You know, Mm -hmm. if you want to, if you want to kind of do what you need to do, go ahead. You mean like... He would like take care of the kid, not necessarily take okay. care of the kid, but I mean, not like just I'm gonna just be a you know, gotcha. Mr. Mom type of yeah. deal. But you know, if you had a partner who was just like just completely supportive of like what you were trying to do, but you know, could it be possible for you to one achieve your goals but also kind of have a family? I mean, this is like the whole thing that women always struggle with, I guess. You yeah, know I mean? like so. literally, like that's <laughs> yeah, that's like the age old modern day question yeah. is it age old if it's modern day, whatever. Um, but like I don't know, like because I feel like you like what you say. It seems like you're 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 coming from a point where like you would have a kid and it would just all be on you around kind of like rearing the kid, raising the kid, and all that stuff. And you know, it, it's really kind of void of a man or you know a partner, whatever you know. So you know what I mean. That's actually really funny you say that. Um, 
damn, like, I ain't expect <laughs> to be in the hot seat. Um, I feel like the way that I've been raised my whole life and, and, and now essentially who I am is to always be able to provide what I want for myself. And anything that I choose to undertake is something I have to, in my mind, I have to be prepared to do and manage on my own. Mm-hmm. Because you can't trust people. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I learned that from my mama. Um, but, yeah, so, and I also think, too, like, I guess as I'm talking, you know, what I'm what I'm saying is how I envision my future. Like, what I see I honestly right now don't I don't see a man like I see myself mm-hmm. like because it's not a, like I can't I can't envision what I don't know will or may not come one day. You know, right, like right. all I can see is what I want my life to look like. Mm-hmm. And that is I mean, I guess I, I could say I want my life to look like this with a partner, but I just never also, again, like never having been in a relationship, I don't know what that looks like exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I've never really envisioned that. So as far as parenthood and as far as like just what my future looks like right. um, and my, what achieving my goals looks like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, I would love to have a partner who can, I can share my life with, but I also, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that I very much don't want someone, something outside of myself to uh, determine my happiness. Like, I want to be able to cultivate my own happiness within myself, by myself, for myself. Hmm. Um, and I want to come to a situation, a relationship, complete and whole, and have a partner be an I- the icing on the cake. Like, that just be like, oh, this is now I get to do this with someone and this is fun and this is just like, my life was already great before and I was fulfilled by my friends and family and life and work and all of that. Right, right. And now this is just like, you you extra, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> because, again, I think, it's, it's funny, I, I do think because of the way I was raised and I was raised in a very matriarchal family with right. single black women um, leading my, you know, leading our family, um, so that's how I envision myself in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. But like I said, I, it's funny to was thinking about this this morning in preparation for the interview is on one hand, I don't think I want kids, but on the other hand, men who want kids and who like are like good with kids is really attractive. <laughs> and so it's like, I want you to be nurturing and caring and have all those qualities. But I also don't like, if you said you didn't want kids, I would be like, why? What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) But I don't want them myself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like a conundrum. And then like, again, who I meet is who I meet and who they, what they want. And, and, and like, I can't, I can't, that's one of those things where I feel like I don't have enough information or know enough about myself and, and what someone else would look like to say what I want. Okay. That other person, like, I don't know. Like I kind of, I kind of like, I think a little bit of part of me, like a little part of me wants my husband to want kids so that it forces me to do it. But then that don't sound good either. That's what I'm about to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause I like, I think a part of me does want, I mm. want, I saw my friend yesterday again. I would love to experience pregnancy. I think mm. that, not love, I'm interested. I'm about experiences. So it sounds like you want somebody to... Knock me to, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want somebody to bring it out of you, like, almost. You want somebody to, like, 
you're there ish, I guess, but you want somebody to, you know, that you feel that strongly enough about. To, I think that would. Yeah. And I think I'm the same way. Like I'm, I'm pretty firm in the no kids category, like mm-hmm. from here on out. But like, if I'm at that, somebody who is just like, well, damn, you know, we, we can build. Yeah. So, yeah. And I also think, too, I don't know. Cause I think, um, I've been thinking a lot about like how, we as people tend to romanticize things right? Um, when it comes to love and relationships. And I think that's real cute. It's um, not practical, though. But right. Is that real? Is <laughs> right. that real? Is that realistic? Is that, you know, you, you, you meet that person who you are head over heels in love with and they do want kids. And so you you change your perspective. You're like, you know what? I'll do it. But guess what? That's a, that's a lifelong commitment. Right. So who's going to say three, four, five years from now, it's you're not like, back, right? you know what? Never mind. I, I, I lied. I really didn't want this. I'm out, you know? Cause, and then, and that's another thing we talked about too, is like people change. People want different things. And, and, and you know what I say today about, well, I want with regards to children might not be what I say two years from now. Yeah. Right. So I don't know how you manage that change. I struck, I mean, everybody struggles with this and I just don't understand how people, I don't see how people make it work for real, for real. Like I don't Shit. understand how people have, I don't have the discipline. I don't even know what the word to use is to just kind of like have that level of consistency to sustain for 30, 40, 50, 70 something odd years. You know, I, you mean in a partner and I, as a parent, I think in a, I think anything really, cause That's I'm, real. I'm flaky as shit. I'm wishwashy. I'm like, um, I like, you know, flip flop on everything really, yeah. you know? So like I'm the, my mindset, you know, two years ago was very different than it is right now. And it'll probably be different two years from now. Yeah. It'll probably be yeah. different six yes. months from now, yes. probably. Yes. And I just don't know what pill you got to take to kind of just say, okay, my mindset is this and it's going to be like this, you know, for, you know, an extended period of time. I don't know. No, I think I actually think that's a really, really uh, important thing that we don't talk about. Um, so like, I think this is kind of, this is not really about kids so much, but like, um, I've been thinking more lately about what, you know, commitment looks like and what, like you said, 30, 20, 30, like shit, 10 years, like 10 years is a long fucking time. 10 years is a long time. Um, Two years is a long time. I learned that in the Peace Corps. (laughs) (laughs) So time, day to day, time is slow. Um, And to, and like you said, people change. I look back at who I was and what, how I thought and saw the world two years ago. And it's vastly different than how I look and see the, look at the world today. Um, And I anticipate that the change Again, two mm-hmm. years from now. And I don't know if this is like, this is what you do in your 20s and 30s. Like, it's this up of learning and then you plateau at some point where you're like, but I doubt it. Because right. life, you know, there's right. always new experiences, always new things to learn. And so I've actually been thinking of this a lot in terms of like monogamy. I've, 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 I still struggle with, um, you know, my instinct. And I think this is because of, and I don't know what it's because of, but I was going to say, my instinct is that, like, I want a monogamous relationship, right? Like, I think I am instinctually a little bit jealous. Um, I think that's human. I think, I that's, think it's human, yeah, too. I think it's like your biology, I think, maybe. right. But, you know, people talk about, like, what is what is natural for humans? Like, are humans supposed to mate for you know, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, or not? Like, I don't think we really have a clear answer, Um and so, and I, and I, you know, the more I hear about other people's relationships is, A, like, 
those people, those couples that are together for 30, 40 years, they didn't been through some shit. Mm -hmm. Like someone has stepped out on somebody at some point, you know, what that looked like, how severe it was, like whether it was just, you know, an emotional affair, a physical affair, whatever it was like, there's likely been something Mm -hmm. because I do think it is also in human nature to want something new to get to change tired exactly to change to want to want different things and so do i want to be in a polyamorous relationship hell no hell (laughs) no i mean no shade like that's just not for me because i think to each his own but i do think like it kind of leads into that discussion. I think we need to start talking about what does monogamy look like? What does a commitment look like? What should a marriage look like? What What is a marriage? What is its purpose? We're not even ready for that, for real, for real. I, I don't think we're socialized to be ready for that. I mean, there's all this. I think the 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 interesting thing and, like, the, the, the best thing about, like, living now is that, like, there's so many, like, there's so many, like, ways to express just kind of, like, traditionally held kind of, like, uh, mores or whatever. So mm-hmm. like monogamy is defined so many different ways, you know, I guess relationships generally more broadly is defined different ways. But I think we're still almost slaves to kind of like just more traditional social mm-hmm. structures, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, relationships are, you know, monogamous, you know, so... The, are a man and woman right, together right, exactly. forever, so, so, never... So despite all of this, like, you know, you know, kind of newness of expression and newness of kind of like these, all these different, you know, adjectives that we use to describe, you know, relationships and the rest, I think we are still very much kind of in this mindset. So it makes it difficult to kind of have those conversations about, you know, what does monogamy look like and what your expectations are because... I'm very much the same way, and so if we, if if we were out on a date and you were like, oh, you know, I, I want a monogamous relationship, I, I want to do too, but we could be together for two years, and my head will probably get turned by somebody, right, you know, right? And I don't think that's unnatural, and but we can have a conversation. I'll just be like, hey, honey, you know, you know, it was really crazy at work today, you know, this girl, you know, I can't have that conversation because we are still very much conditioned to kind of like have this understanding of what a relationship, what commitment, what monogamy looks like. <laughs> And I think that one thing that I am coming to believe is that open and honest communication and dialogue is really important to any healthy relationship. Again, I ain't never been in one, so I don't really know, (laughs) but this is what, from having just relationships with friends and family and like having to navigate challenges and differences of opinion, like being open and honest about what you want and what you're looking for and what you feel like that is so essential to, um, to a long-term like romantic relationship. I think that, I think honestly, like people who stay together for a very long time have just made the choice to do that. Mm -hmm. Like it's not anything like inherent to who they are or inherent to what the relationship is. It's that they've both made the conscious choice to continue to live their life together. And I guess also there's also, you know, what is it? The path of least resistance. Like, like it's conv- also very easy to just, well, just to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, like yeah, it's very, it's, it, yeah. change is hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, and maybe, and, and I guess maybe I shouldn't say that every, you know, long-term relationship is a conscious choice, but I think that, um, uh, people who are still happy towards the end, it has been a conscious choice. So when they do experience those challenges and those things that come up, they've mm-hmm. just made a conscious choice to, to, to remain. Right. Um, but I think, I think you do need to like, if you, you know, saw somebody at work and you'd be like, damn, she look good. Like, I just want a taste of that. You know, probably need to, like, say that. Like, 
but I would I, I would hope but I would hope that you've had like your relationship with your partner is that you've been open and honest like this whole time about what you want and what you're looking for and guess what like the thing is and maybe this is too like fatalistic I don't know if that's the right word mm-hmm. but like I just I I keep going back to the thought that like if that's if we're just fundamentally disagree on something, then we're just not the right people for each other. Like mm. we're just not compatible. Like I can love you and I can enjoy you and want to be with you, but we still not be compatible. Um, and com- I think, like you said, as people change, that compatibility might change. Right. Hopefully, you have like these core pillars, these foundations that are who you are that don't change, and so you can right. always align on those. Mm-hmm. But. You know, if this if if you have never said that you like looking at other women or you like whatever, never ever talked about that, it would come out of left field to your partner to be like, "Yeah, this is woman at work." Um, mm-hmm. Like she kind of looks at me, I look at her too. I kind of want to explore that. Like I said, I would hope that at some point, like that's just not you know out of left field. I mean, ideally, yeah, but I still think again we're still at that point where we're we're not or maybe it's just me I don't know but I don't think so I think we're not conditioned to kind of have that sort of open dialogue I don't know right. maybe I'm just and being naive no and just I, like, I don't disagree with you but fuck that like that's how I like yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I feel about yeah. my life right now is like yes society has taught me this and society has taught us this but this is what I want to do for my this is how I want to engineer my life to look like and so I'm going to have this uncomfortable awkward conversation with you to express these are the things I'm looking for and they're important to me and if you that's not cool with you then I guess we should probably go we should just be friends or we should go our separate ways or whatever like and it's not a T and it's not a it's not you know it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just people aren't compatible sometimes. Like right. you just want different things and it's not, I'm saying it like it's super easy to be like, oh, okay, we just want different things. I guess we'll go about our separate ways. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not easy, but I think it's ultimately best for both parties happiness. Right. I agree. I agree. It's probably like two people that think about that and they're like right here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and that's why we're going to like, now y'all listening are going to think about this too. And this is why we're having these conversations because I think it's, I mean, Esther Perel, uh, I don't know if you're familiar. She has a podcast too. Um, Where Should We Begin? I think is what it's called. Um, My best friend got me listening to it. But I've also, I've been an Esther fan for, Esther fan for a while. But she, she just talks about how like, how real um like the real realities of of what relationships look like um i kind of forget why i brought her up but (laughs) um yeah i don't know i think i just think we have a lot of control over what what we choose and what we accept and what we allow Mm -hmm. um and i think being open and honest and um checking in and like Again, not take also not taking things so personally. Like, this is new to me. Like, I've my whole life taken everything super personally. Everything, because I'm an egoist. Like, mm-hmm. everything is about me. You're talking about me. You're thinking about me. No. Um, in reality, I think it's it's better to be of the of the opinion that just because someone is not interested in you does not mean does not devalue you. You know, I like think that's hard. That's I think so it is, it's not. It's right. It's not easy. Yeah. And it's it, it is. It is hard. And I think it takes training yourself. Like it, this is these like conversations I've been having with myself. Like I'm the shit. 
I'm popping. I think that, and I know there's a lot of people out here who would agree right. with me. <laughs> no, um, who who would agree with me? But there's also a lot of people who like Randy is way too much. She curses too much. She's loud. She's not cute. I don't like her hair. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're in t- you're allowed to have that opinion. But there's also a lot of people who think all those things about me are amazing. And and, and like and, and and I shouldn't necessarily feel too compelled either way as long as I love myself Mm -hmm. you know I don't know I'm again I'm about to get way too deep unnecessarily this is like all my like 30 plus lessons that I've been learning this year um but yeah wait let me let me try to sneak in another question um to get back because I I I I intentionally like brought you on because I do think we don't talk about you know single parenthood and what dating looks like as a single parent especially you know we're like we our generation is just coming of that age where we're all having kids and people are getting divorced or you know whatever so we have a generation of single parents now um who are millennials but so you mentioned that you mentioned that uh with the woman that you were seeing you introduced your son to her after like three months yeah three months? four months i think so do you have like a set time period? Do you have like how do you determine the point when it's appropriate to introduce someone? Is and is that the first person you've ever introduced to your son or um the first yeah, that was like the first woman I was dating that I introduced to my son. Um and in terms of like timeline, there's no timeline. I don't think there's a set timeline. I think it's really just kind of like, all right, it's like a really an internal dialogue with myself about like okay how serious am I about this person and like do I want to kind of like bring them into my life it's just like I I really think it's akin to like anything else it's like how do you like how serious are you with someone to the point that you want to kind of introduce them into other parts of your life mm-hmm. so like meeting your parents you know meeting your boys you know meeting you know whoever you know taking them to the you know the holiday party at work whatever so I, th- I think of it like that well the holiday party you know you take whoever to the holiday party mean, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um I, I do really think it just really comes down to a calculation of okay how serious Am I about this person? How serious do I think they are about me? You know, and having a conversation with them. So it's not really just like, you know, me dictating. It's just like, okay, are you comfortable with this? Uh, and if so, then let's make it happen. So. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, it's funny, too, because I think, again, I just had a conversation. I think it was on, um, uh, I'm not sure what order these episodes are going to come out in. So it might be the previous episode. It might be a different episode. But we are talking about um, how, you know, in my last situation talking to someone, it was like I felt like a time period had had passed, so it meant some milestone. It meant some marker. In the moment, that's what it felt like. But I realized in retrospect that, that, like, really doesn't mean shit. Like, it's about, like you said, how you feel and, the like, how people demonstrate they feel. Um as opposed to it being like, okay, this is too much, so this must mean X. Like, right. no, right. you cannot. And and I think another thing that's just really detrimental is just making assumptions in general. If you haven't read The Four Agreements, you should read The Four Agreements. This is for everybody. Four, Four Agreements okay. is an amazing book. Um, one of the things it talks about is don't make assumptions because you're like, why? When you could just ask somebody because you're probably that's way like easier, wrong. Right? That's way easier to do. I mean, and, and you're just wrong. Like, you, you're you not in someone's head. And, and we're all very complex individuals. Um, and to, to assume you know how someone will react or what someone would feel or what someone would say in a certain situation is is honestly arrogant of you to, to assume that you would know that. And right. so um, 
And I think it's also, again, detrimental to relationships because we all often assume we, we know how someone else feels. Right. We assume we know where someone else is um, because of... Of because of their actions, but people hide their true feelings all of the time. I think that's a really good point because I think for me, like kind of going back to the notion of like me really kind of having to kind of, you know, wear these two hats and kind of like struggling kind of when you kind of have to wear both at the same time. <laughs> I think I kind of suffer from kind of assuming, you know, and sometimes when I assume my assumption instantly goes to, you know, me and my situation is, uh, you know, a complication in your mm. life potentially, right? And so to the extent possible, I try to kind of, you know, minimize that complication by making, you know, by only kind of hanging out, you know, only wearing, you know, the single, you know, Malcolm, right. you know, kind of just like living life type of hat. And that's not a way to live, really, because I have, I still have, you know, I still have responsibilities I have to deal with. And so, um, you know, it, it kind of got to a point where, you know, my, my you know, kind of dating, you know, various people, it was just like, you know, this is really going nowhere because you're only, you know, you're only being half yourself, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, and, you know, kind of, and it's all kind of rooted in that assumption that, you know, I'm not trying to bring any kind of excess or kind of outside baggage into this whole thing because one is, 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 is working, but for me, you know, I, and I perceive it's working for her because it's like, okay, you know, I'm great. Single Malcolm is, is Malcolm, single Malcolm is great, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> so, and, but, you know, you, you, you still have to kind of account for the fact that, you know, you have to incorporate, you know, these other parts, these other very important parts so you know i'm gonna start assuming less i guess so. no I, I like <laughs> i'm telling you like i i completely understand where you're coming from i think i think it's natural for like risk averse people to do that right. to like you assume the worst and and prepare for the worst and and operate under that assumption so that you don't get hurt so that you don't take risks and so that you're you're playing it safe right but right. But but those assumptions honestly aren't playing it safe because you're often missing out on signals and feelings that someone else is having that just right. you you can't you can't make really informed decisions when you don't know when you're when you're you know when you're what is it you're you're it's like some kind of scientific like smart word that I'm thinking of that I can't reach for right now um, but like it's it's all predicated off of a incorrect assumption um, so yeah. But so one last question, and this kind of kind of kind of goes back to something I, I mentioned before, like, do you ever do you ever see yourself being able to put your partner before your son? Like, like putting that person as number one in your life? That is um, I don't think so. And I think that that is, I think that's another struggle of kind of like dating while being a parent is I think, you know, or maybe it's just the luck of the draw of some of the women I've dated, you know, some of the women has a, have expected to kind of be, you know, you know, top dog in a sense. And that just can't happen, you know, like I'm already, you know, and that's just kind of like, and that's just the nature of kind of like being in that sort of situation and you're either with it or you're not. So for me, I don't think, I think there is some balance that kind of has to kind of uh, be taken into account from my perspective because at the end it's kind of going to be all on me um, but I think you know in the way that I've kind of postured myself when kind of like you know involving myself with people is that you know my son is really you know my main priority and kind of everything else is is a bit secondary and that sucks you know but you know that's just the way it kind of has to be because you know 
I, I think for me, you know, just you know, being a black man who really didn't have a, who didn't have, a, um, who didn't, who didn't, who you know, who got raised in a single parent household. You know, it's just me and my mother and my sister. You know, I recognize the value of my, you know, presence in my son's life, and mm. you know, I want to, you know, make sure that you know, I want to make sure that you know, that I'm providing for him in a way that you know I didn't get provided for that sounds kind of cheesy but that's the way it is really and that's the way you know I, I take that very seriously and so you know you know my situation being what it is you know that is my priority and you know it's really up to whoever I end up with to accept that or not so do you think that's that's long term will be the case um like let's let's say you find some woman who is completely understanding of your like let's say she has a, her own kid with, oh, ooh, that's a good question. Oof. Are you like now? I got another story for you if you want. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead. Um, so let's say, let's say for whatever reason, she's comfortable with your son playing first fiddle. Um, do you think that, that you know, and, and y'all make it official, let's say 10, 15 years from now, y'all are still together. Is, 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 is your son still number one or does she ever, does well, she he'll get be 20? In? So he'll be in my house. I know, so. but that's what I'm saying. But like, <laughs> but I think that's, I mean, right, I think that's something right. like, I understand. you know, like our kids are number one for zero through 18. And then do they become this like, now you're on your own, nigga. Like <laughs> take care of yourself. Like how do you like, or, you know, I, does does it does it bounce back does it you know is she no is 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 she number one when he's with his mom like you know i don't know that's i mean that's a good point i mean there's a lot of gray in it i mean like anything right there's a lot of gray in everything so for me you know the you know my my logic in parenting and this is probably naive because i'm still just starting out is you know I got you till you're 18 you know maybe a couple years in college and then that's and then you're on your own no I mean that's like, also that's, a lot of black parents yeah exactly <laughs> you know that's that's it for me and but like to, to answer your question um and I mean I think that's how hap- I think that's how traditional you know parenting relationships work you know so like they're they're you know chasing the kids for 18 years the kids get out the house and then they find each other again at least that's what happens on tv right and I think that there's some truth in that you know and I think that that you know so kind of thinking long term of course, you know, I don't have really the day-to-day kind of uh, requirements to kind of care for somebody or kind of rear somebody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, you're you're going to get most of my attention. But, like, kind of like now, I guess one of the, one of the, the interesting kind of, uh, you know, elements of, like, my kind of my setup now is that, you know, there are times where I can kind of devote a lot of time to, you know, my partner, but then there are times where I can't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of like that, almost inconsistency in it not, not yeah this almost kind of like this up downness of it that kind of would probably i'm assuming i guess i shouldn't assume but uh would make it kind of challenging for somebody to kind of accept you know yeah. so you're kind of co- constantly kind of like uh toggling between kind of being you know getting all my attention versus kind of like a little bit of a drop off so yeah. you know to keep it keep it mid-range yeah um okay no i don't know like i said i think i think to the point you just made like um, people are complicated. Situations are complicated. People are messy. There is a ton of gray. Everything is situational. But you know, I think it's important to to think through. Just like like I said, the pillars of what you want and what you're looking for, what's important to you, and then once you have those foundational understandings, 
you can hopefully like put out fires and address situations exactly. as they arise. If you have like mutual understanding on like the foundations, then I mean. But then if y'all lying to each other and she's like, it's cool, you know, you know like. If you don't I, speak up, I can't do anything about right. that. Right. You know? Do you so. hear yourself? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't speak up, there's nothing she can do about that. Um, goes back to the whole assumption thing. Let's Let's stop assuming. Let's just talk about it. Again, I say that like. I'm good at that. I am chicken shit. I've just like recently realized that I need to start getting more comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. Um, And there are certain things that there are certain areas in my life where I am really comfortable. Like when it comes to work and like projects, like things that I'm working on, I'll tell you like, no, you need to do X, Y, and Z. It's easy because your emotions are not really as involved, right? You can do that because your emotions aren't involved. And you know, when it's, when it's coworkers or just, you know, random people are just like, you know, surface level friends. It's like, you're okay, okay with hurting yeah, their feelings you're, too. Right, exactly. So. You're, I know this, 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 this is the harsh Mandy coming out, but you're expendable. Like, right, right. you know, you're not the core of my life. Yep. And so like, but when it comes to talking, having conversations with my best friend, right. that those are things that are very hard for me because she's so important to me that I don't ever want to say anything that would make her go away. Right. Um, but that's, again, it's, you know, that's a whole nother story. Let me not get into that. Um, but yeah, I, I just think like if we are all get a little bit more comfortable saying things that we're that are uncomfortable, like we will all be better for it. I really do believe that. I agree. Um, but anywho, this has been great, Malcolm. Thank you so much for telling us about your single dad. Um, I won't say struggle because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, that's so accurate. Uh. <laughs> you know, your situation, we'll say. Um, And uh, it's been real. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Situationships. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Become an official Situationships boothang by donating to the podcast Patreon page. I'll love you forever. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships podcast community on social media. The pod is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Situationships Pod. If you have a story you want to share on the podcast, email me at situationshipspod at gmail.com. And lastly, to stay up to date on the events, stories, and news for the podcast, sign up at situationshipspodcast.com. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.